fossil fans and dino lovers. Welcome to the Paleo Podcast, brought to you by the Cranbrook Institute of Science and Podcast Nation. Here are your hosts, Tim and Dr. Andrew. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Andrew, how are you doing today? Oh, I am super excited for this episode, Tim. I am very excited about this episode today, too. We have two very special guests, two people that I've been listening to and watching uh, videos of for about seven years. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Sure. We're the Your Dinosaurs Are Wrong team. We make YouTube videos about dinosaur toys and why they're wrong. I'm <laughs> Steven, and this is Liz. Hello. Welcome. So... Tim actually introduced me to your show. Tim is always telling me all about why dinosaurs are wrong and what I thought, you know, was the, <laughs> did you know, Tim, that this, you know, and figure out, you know, something from my childhood was a lie, essentially. So you apparently felt passionate enough about this to make a career out of it. So can you tell us your inspiration for the show? Uh, Liz actually remembers it a little better than me, but essentially we were working at a science institute and all over the building, we had these uh, dinosaur toys just set on machinery or set on a, a doorway or on a desk. And it was, oh, it's a safety dinosaur, which was <laughs> never explained. Mm -hmm. But they were awful. And if I had a, a second to like info dump at someone, I would. And I would be like, <laughs> this is not an iguanodon. This doesn't, this doesn't have the head of an iguanodon. This is not standing the way an iguanodon would and so forth. And, and at some point... Liz had the instinct of, we should point a camera at you. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, yeah, we, our initial episode was actually made as a fundraising promise because we were working for a nonprofit. Oh, wow. And it was, if, if you raise so much money for the thing we were raising money for at the time, we'll make this episode. And that's how Solidosaurus started. Oh, and, wow. Um, we noticed after uh, several weeks that it was getting a lot of attention um, compared to the other videos we made at the Science Center. And it was like, well, maybe we have an idea here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very cool. Yeah, what an interesting first dinosaur to start off with too, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. So uh, what are your roles in the production of the show? Well, um, I'm generally producer and director, and I also run our merchandise shop and make all the things that we sell and do the social media management, as well as assisting Steven with a lot of the writing and that of the episodes. Cool. She's also the camera op, oh, yeah. editor, <laughs> engineer. <laughs> if, if, you're, if it's behind the camera, it's her, except for I do all the writing and research and all of the animation and graphics. So you said before that you would find these toys all over the museum and you would just start well, ranting or explaining or teaching, however you want to call it there. Where did you get all of that information from? Were you just an enthusiast growing up? I was, I, I do not remember a time that I was not interested in dinosaurs. Gotcha. So, <laughs> I, it, and it turns out, so like I, it's been a learning experience having the show running because suddenly I had to be like, well, wait a minute. Some of the things that I had bouncing around in my head are in fact out of date and that's always fun to find out that oh i made a video saying this about this dinosaur and it turns out there was research in 2012 that overturns that that i wasn't paying attention <laughs> no. to it got real meta your dinosaurs were wrong. right <laughs> yeah I, I suppose it's good that we chose your dinosaurs are wrong not your dinosaurs were wrong uh, that, yeah. way, that way we're never right it's always a, a moving yeah. target mm -hmm. I've noticed over time, you've been doing this for years, uh, your video length has actually been getting longer and longer and longer. 
So uh, what goes into all of uh, the production and research into the show? Like, how do you make a show from the ground up? Well, the first thing that happens is we choose a topic. So lately, the process starts with the patrons on Patreon having a little election to choose which genus we're going to cover in the episode. Then we say, oh, well, we have these toys of this genus because people keep sending us toys. Yeah. And... Uh, and we, we choose like our hero for the episode and I go off and I figure out, well, what, how do I know that this toy is this genus? Cause it's not always printed on the belly. Mm -hmm. What changes do I need to make to this to bring it up to speed? What details of this animal are most interesting to me? Like, like I, I spend probably a few weeks just reading everything I can find about the animal and figuring out like what are things about its environment? What are things about its history that I am personally interested to know? Because the, like, I think the thing that initially attracted people to the show is that I'm, I'm kind of coming at it as an outsider. So maybe what's interesting to me is also going to be interesting to other people. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the actual research can take anywhere from, a couple of weeks to a couple of months, depending <laughs> on like how long we've known about the animal or how much material there is. Once I can actually sit down and, and write the episode, it goes a bit faster. Mm, okay. Then we back and forth between me and Liz about what are we going to include? How long does it look like this is going to be? And since you asked, the episode length is proportional to the amount of research that I put into it, which mm -hmm. is why like Velociraptor wound up being over an hour, which is why Iguanodon wound up being so long. Whereas something that's a little more recent and a little more cut and dried, like a Margosaurus gets to be a little shorter. And I think the like 30 to 40 minute length is what we want to shoot for, but it's YouTube. So we're not constrained in mm -hmm. that regard. And I bet right when you're done researching a new paper comes out that changes everything that you've said. <laughs> I've never had it happen quite as like fundamentally as just happened with Giganotosaurus with the Meraxes paper coming out. But yes. yeah, that does happen sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, which I mean, that's how science works. So I yeah. mean, you know, sometimes it's, you know, you, you weren't wrong and now you are because of new discoveries, which is cool. I remember when the new Animal Crossing game came out oh. and they had all the dinosaur bones in it and everybody was really applauding the game for their Spinosaurus portrayal uh -oh, and no. then like a week or two later that the big spinosaurus paper where its tail is completely different and uh, everything mm -hmm. came out and and so like animal crossing had a really nice spinosaurus for like a week oh. you know <laughs> it happens i've noticed that's just the nature of spinosaurus yeah <laughs> right yeah. so that being said do you have one particular episode that stands out as being the most difficult I think I know which one it might be, but I want to see. Okay. Well, it depends. The The most difficult to actually like get out the door was probably Velociraptor because mm. there was some behind the scenes stuff where we were like, we moved to a new location. Oh, and we yeah. were building a studio to make it in and we were re redoing our entire production process. But like that was not the dinosaur's fault in terms of, most difficult dinosaur to cover is Giganotosaurus, the one I'm currently <laughs> working on. It is so, I don't know if frustrating it is even the right word. The, you, you have to comb through papers about different animals to find a little scrap of information about Giganotosaurus. Yeah, yeah, and, and all that comes up is like Jurassic World and Dino Crisis, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, you have to learn how to use the Google function minus. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 
So what goes into the decision-making process uh, for which dinosaurs actually get the spotlight? Um, well, our viewers will like to send us fan mail of toys that they think we'd uh, like to take a look at. And when it's time to actually start deciding a new episode, Steven usually goes and gr makes groupings of them um, for essentially, you call it a primary? Yeah, well, so... <laughs> We, we have a, a democratic process where we have clade-based or geography-based, like, political parties. And, you know, these <laughs> these are all the Manoraptorans, and you can pick which Manoraptoran is going to go to the genera election, which is a pun. Uh, <laughs> and then the we, we use ranked choice method because I'm a nerd, and I <laughs> arrange them in Condorcet method to figure out, well, which which genus is the one that most people prefer to all the other genera, <laughs> which um, produces some interesting results because we have a lot of candidates in a very small voting pool. Mm -hmm. So, like, Gastornis almost beat Giganotosaurus <laughs> last time. Oh, man. In which case, the episode might have been out by now, but whatever. <laughs> which is a lot to say your patrons choose at the moment. <laughs> right, that, that's the short version. The so, people who pay us. So if uh, <laughs> viewers of this show were interested, they could also send you their toys to see how accurate they were, correct? Yes, they could. Right. Um, all of our YouTube videos have our address in the description. Oh, very cool. I actually found a really bad Pachycephalosaurus that I wanted to pass off to you guys. <laughs> and then after I got it, I was like, oh, they already did the episode. Oh, there you go. <laughs> we do maintain a list of, well, we have these genera in toy form, but that doesn't seem to s stop many people because sometimes they find a toy that's just so bad they have to send it. <laughs> yep, yep, that makes sense. So someone who comes from a paleontology background, but not a dinosaur background, I've been starting to follow people on social media and Twitter. And something that I've found is the debates on anything about dinosaurs and what they looked like, whether it's from paleo art or in the research community, they get heated. Like people get real passionate mm -hmm. about that. Have you dealt with any of that on your shows? I don't read the comments. Liz does. Ah, smart. <laughs> there is quite a bit of passion, but at least on our YouTube, in our YouTube comments, they're pretty nice about it. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. A rare <laughs> sight on the internet, right? Yeah, you, you just throw out T-Rex and lips, and then the pitchforks come uh, out. <laughs> uh -huh. I, the only time that anybody has done one of those, like, YouTube rebuttals where they, like, play a little bit of our video and then talk mm, about it and then play mm. a little, is, is because in one of the mailbags, I talked about uh, I Know Dino's uh, logo, and I mentioned yeah. that T Rex probably had lips, and he, he this this guy had some some opinions about that. <laughs> See, it's always the T Rex yep. lips, you know. Mm. <laughs> okay, so you obviously talk a lot about dinosaurs. Surely, you two both have a favorite, right? Um, mine personally is Pachycephalosaurus. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm fond of saying that I don't have a favorite dinosaur. I have like a, a, a cluster of dinosaurs that dinosaurs pass into and out of, which is mostly based on like, what did I most recently read about? Because <laughs> I'm fickle. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's hard to argue with Microraptor. It's, it's, it's a little dromaeosaur, but it's also a four-winged bird, but it's also so little, but it's also got the claws and the mm -hmm. teeth. Yeah. It's, it's like the perfect mix of modern animal and dinosaur out of the 40 or so episodes that you've done I, th I think it really is 40 on the dot at the moment perhaps of, of full episodes but anyway out of the 40 or so episodes that you've done 
you have always kind of danced around Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yes. Uh, there was that episode uh, you did of the skeleton toy where you colored in the tongue, if I'm not mistaken. And then there was that Tarbosaurus episode, which gets kind of close. But is there a reason T-Rex has not gotten a full episode yet? It's mostly that the undertaking is just giant. And it, <laughs> it, for, at the moment, it's just the two of us. And even something with way less material to talk about or papers out about it, like Giganotosaurus, is a long process getting to air. So we're just nervous about doing it because of how long that would take. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. Like, it's such a superstar taxon that you... If you make an, a, a video about Tyrannosaurus, it's going to be the most scrutinized thing you ever made in mm -hmm. your life. That's true, yeah. I want to make sure that we do it properly, but also I personally, like, I don't have anything that I can say about Tyrannosaurus that hasn't been said by someone else smarter than me, more knowledgeable about it, and... Uh, higher budget <laughs> so I, I don't i don't know what i could even like provide people that they can't get elsewhere yeah it does make sense about the scrutinizing you did the one thing with i know dino and then mm. bam that's your only rebuttal video you've mm. gotten right <laughs> we we have been kicking around the idea of eventually when we hopefully have more people to help with the show and that maybe making a sort of mini series to tackle it oh, in cool. bits and pieces instead of trying to do one goodness knows how long episode. <laughs> um, so it's, it's not something we're avoiding so much as waiting for a better time. Gotcha. Yeah. I remember earlier this year on like newspapers, you know, websites, just, you know, general public news when oh, there was man. a, there was a new T-Rex discovery and that mm -hmm. stuff is so popular that even if you're not looking for it, you're going to hear the new information about that. So yep. I can only imagine what you would face if you did an episode on it. Yeah. That really is the one dinosaur that can penetrate into the wider news cycle. Yep, yep. Yeah. Even if it's not T-Rex, if you include T-Rex in your headline, yeah. <laughs> somebody might click on it. Yep. Yeah. And and it's probably, you know, like you said, a headache to study. Like imagine if you were writing that episode when the uh the three species T-Rex mm -hmm. paper came out. Yeah. And, and then immediately got like destroyed and then you had to like go back again and <laughs> mm -hmm. in that case specifically, like I, I had some opinions about that paper at the time too. And I, I was somewhat vindicated by everybody yeah. being like, well, well, hold on, Greg yeah. Paul. For, uh, for anyone listening, uh, what we're referring to is earlier, I don't know, honestly, maybe a, a couple months ago, uh, a research paper came out saying that T-Rex, anything we know of T-Rex is really three different species, uh, Rex, Reg Regina, and Imperator. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, so a lot of specimens or a lot of dinosaurs we knew of as T-Rex were no longer Rex, and it got kind of kind of skewered online, mm -hmm. and, and it really drove everybody out. Kind of like what you were saying, uh, Stephen, about about all the rebuttals afterwards. You can't really say anything about T-Rex without yeah. Right, and, and that was like world-respected paleontologists having opinions about it, and it's like, well, if they can't say this about T-Rex, what, <laughs> yeah. what, what's going to happen to us? We're going to get dragged through the street. <laughs> yeah, lesson, lesson here is science is hard, right? Naturally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Stephen and Liz, to make sure it does not go unsaid here, your channel is tremendously successful. You have... 
tens of thousands of subscribers. Uh, a lot of your episodes have hundreds of thousands of views. You have a Patreon as well. Can you tell us a little bit more about your channel, where viewers might be able to tune in? Make sure that if people want to hear and see more of you, they can after this. Um, well, if you'd like to watch our videos, our channel is Your Dinosaurs Are Wrong. And if you'd like to help us keep producing them, our Patreon is under the same name. Um, we have a public Discord, which you can find the link to under any of our videos if you want to come in and chat with like-minded people. And you can also find us on Twitter or Facebook or Etsy as Y-D-A-W, The Show. We are actually working on re-uploading a lot of our older episodes. Um, a problem we've run into is a lot of those episodes, when we had a correction because something new happened, we would use YouTube annotations oh. to help correct it, but <laughs> those don't exist anymore. So oh. we're solving that by re-uploading the videos to our new channel, and we're adding some extra footage and stuff, doing corrections and talking more about the dinosaurs. So huh. that's coming up pretty quickly. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've seen you do that a couple times, you know, with the velociraptor, the yeah. oops in the, in the, uh, <laughs> the thumbnail. And, uh, you know, and then sometimes it's because papers come out that completely rewrite it, like yep. the, the, the Lophosaurus episode. <laughs> and we're trying to consolidate everything, too. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Stephen and Liz, thank you so much both for being here today. I am very excited to keep watching your channel and see yeah. which toys from my childhood I should throw into the garbage for being completely <laughs> inaccurate by now. Well, thank you for having us, but I hope you don't throw them away. They're, they're, I, I take great joy in the, in the terrible toys. <laughs> they are beautiful in their own way. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for having us. Thanks so much for coming on. Join us next time on the Cranbrook Paleo Podcast as we dig deep into the La Brea Tar Pits in Los Angeles, California. I wonder what we'll find.